0: Episode 80, Five Rules to Be Your Own Life CEO. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we hear Dr. Ben Carvoso's perspective. Join 2017 Podcast Awards-nominated host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, as he gets a rarely-seen look into the specialties of all types of doctors and guests, plus marketing, travel tips, struggles, goals, and relationship advice. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Hey, welcome back. If you could, go to podcastawards.com, that's with an S, and nominate the show underneath the health and wellness section. Maybe this year we can actually win and not just be nominated. Appreciate your helping that. Today, we're going down under to Melbourne, Australia. We're going to hear from Dr. Ben Carvoso. He wrote a book called Life CEO. Uh, We're going to go through some of the highlights of that book and some practice management, and of course, some family, uh, why he puts his wife first and not his kids. So what is your life's work? What's your ethos, your passion? Uh, We're going to discuss a designer diary, uh, the triune of tune, how to get life alignment, because life has so many different roles, and how do you maximize each role to be the best that you can be for yourself and for your family? So, we'll talk about that as well. And of course, uh, kid role models. So, uh, strap in. It's going to be a good episode. He's passionate. You can hear it in his voice. And uh, this episode's going to fly by for you. Get a pin. Show notes are found at doctorsperspective.net slash 80. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China in Melbourne, Australia, we have a fantastic. Guy today. He has a a story that takes you from the downs, picks you back up, success, reinvention of himself. And I just so happy to have him on, Dr. Ben Carvoso.
1: Yeah, Justin, welcome. Thank you. Super excited to be on the show.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like it's accent month here on a Doctor's Perspective podcast. So I'm glad to have you at the tail end of that.
1: (laughs) I reckon your, your accent got more American when you did the intro.
0: Did it? It did. Hmm. And I'm Cajun, so sometimes people are like, Hey, you should have a really, really horrible accent. And I'm like, Well, luckily, <laughs> I'm not around my parents and my people as often. So it kind of fades a little. <laughs> Love it. Well, from from what I gather, you know, reading some of your book and, and you had this Allied health practice that was just booming. You've had multiple MRI clinics. But then you kind of switched, and I'm not sure that the, which one came first, but I know you had a, a foot injury that lasted way longer than it should have. It sort of put you down in the dumps, and you just kind of lost your why. So if you don't mind, give us a little little background little background story about all of that and tie it in for us.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll try and d- digest it down. So uh, back when I was 17, my parents took me to a chiropractor, and I had a defining moment. The chiropractor Max Joseph, stem practitioner – adjusted my neck. I had sore knees, but he adjusted my neck. And I, I remember leaving, getting in the car with mum and dad, sitting in the back seat, and the world was brighter, was clearer. There was more colour. And I said to them, "Wow!" Well, I was 17 at the time. And they said, well, well, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? I got home and a couple of hours later, I wanted to be an electronics engineer. And a couple of hours later I remember coming out to the kitchen and mum and dad were baking bread. I remember coming out so clearly saying, "I've changed my mind. I want to become a chiropractor." And from that that moment onwards, I just poured everything in to becoming a chiropractor. Went hung out with the chiropractor every weekend that I possibly could, sat with him after hours, uh, and you know graduated from high school and got into chiropractic. And so that started my journey in not just not just chiropractic, not just allied health, not just healthcare, but in, getting getting immersed in helping people be their best. And, uh, you know, I, I note your top, the, the, the mixer tape. Whilst I was, a, I guess, what we'd call a straight chiropractic, uh, underneath the surface, I wanted to help people be their best. I wanted to help them perform at their best. And so I graduated uh, and bought my first practice actually six weeks before I graduated. Oh. Don't tell the rego board. Uh, and uh, and pra- started practising six weeks before, and built a, a chiropractic centre up that was a busy practice to – a really, really busy practice. Right. Uh, and as you said, uh, I had another defining moment where a few years into it, about 12 years into practice, I fell out of a palm tree, smashed my left foot up. It didn't heal as quick as I thought. My life did not meet my life expectations, which is the formula for unhappiness, and I found myself incredibly unhappy. Uh, A good mate of mine who was happening to building a medical clinic at the time, Uh, he's a developer. He said, "Mate, uh, you know a bit about radiology. You x You take X-rays. What about we build a radiology clinic as well?" And I went, "Exactly what your eyebrows did there." I went, "Wow, that sounds cool." Yeah. Instantly, I snapped out of life sucks. To this is going to be awesome, good fun. So at that point, I had some time off. I still wasn't back in practice. So I designed and built our first radiology practice. And it was a, it was a really interesting journey because this practice we built was, was kind of, you know, there were some rules there that we were doing was maybe a little grey. There was some greyness. And so we built this incredible practice, bought gear, got staff, and we took our first x-ray not knowing if we were going to get paid by the government. Oh, So we wrote to them and said, hey, this is what we intend to do. We were totally upfront with it. But we said, hey, this is what we intend to do. And they said, that's okay. Just consult the legislation. And we go, no, no, we have. And we think it's okay. Are you guys okay? They said, consult the legislation. So we said, okay, we're going to do it and we're going to bill you. And if you pay us, we deem that you've accepted the terms on which we're practicing. So we set the bill off. And they Hell <laughs> Because that's millions of dollars just yeah. tied up. <laughs> we didn't know, right? So I can remember. I can remember walking out, and my business partner Russ, who was the developer. Okay, dude, we got the check. We got a check. Um. So that started the journey. So then, over the next seven years, I bought, uh, built uh, four radiology practices. Uh, we had mixture of X-ray, ultrasound, CT. And as I as I was building those, I transitioned, sold my chiropractic practices, did radiology exclusively for a while, then went back into practice because I just love chiropractic. In fact, I still now practice still practice two days a week, wow. uh, condensed in everyone had condensed in just two days.
0: It's amazing how much we can get done in like two yeah. days if that's all you offer yourself.
1: So I had a great coach, and you know a big shout out to CJ Mertz, uh, who some of you may know. Um, Waiting was practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was, he was an awesome coach and literally transformed my life. And, um, he's, he's one of the guys that really started me on my coaching journey and, and and truly appreciating the power of having someone that can see things from a different perspective that can mentor you, but also can hold you to a higher standard and a higher account. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so, uh, one thing went to an exit and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're annoying with your radiology practices. Uh, you got to go. We want to buy you out. So uh, <laughs> led to another, and so I sold my chiropractic practice, uh, sorry, my radiology practices. And literally a couple of weeks after that, someone rang me and said, mate, we're looking at building another radiology company. Can you help us? Can you give us some advice? And for years, my wife has said to me, Benny, stop giving your advice for free. You know, you've mm. done all this work, all this personal development, all this practice management. You've built businesses. You've done it tough. You've, you've got money. You've lost money. Stop giving your advice for free. Anyway, this guy wanted some advice. So I said, dude, yeah, no worries. Um, probably Monday we just need a couple of hours to have a chat. And I'm 150 bucks an hour. And he went, great. See you Monday. <laughs> and I hung up and went, ran straight inside to my wife and said, guess what? I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> So, so literally that weekend, Google, what is coaching? You know, what uh-huh. is, how do I do it, right? I've, just, I've got this guy coming for two hours next week. And so literally that started my coaching journey and within probably four weeks of that, I had a business card and I'd started to coach. And then I spent uh, a few years doing some coach education and the on button, my coaching practice was born.
0: Yeah, I was going to say because if you – all of a sudden, them asking questions and just kind of like answering it versus, all right, he's paying me. He's probably going to want some structure to this meeting now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't just go in there laissez-faire and just see what yeah. happens.
1: So you- uh, so that's that's kind of – that's where I'm now. So uh, I coach three days a week pretty much. I, I say three days a week. I coach probably 70 to maybe 80 percent of my energy is in coaching mm-hmm. uh, and about 20 percent of my energy is put into Uh, running my chiropractic
0: practice so this is even more exciting for me because you're actually one of our own doing bigger things and it's just like we don't have to just be in our four walls cracking the backs and treating patients for sort of restricted movement (laughs) and all this stuff so um, that is exciting for me when you're looking at coaching people are you looking at a you know single practitioners or is it usually going to be more big businesses with you know millions of dollars of budget, and you know, for like other MRI imaging centers, maybe hospitals and, and those types of things?
1: So so my niche is is leaders, business okay. owners, entrepreneurs, chiefs of organizations, community leaders, and, and quite frankly, mums and dads, you know, the leaders of our next generation, people that are the influencers. Uh, that's who I tend to coach. And I coach them around work-life balance. And as you know, if you've read my stuff, I don't believe in it. So they come to me saying, hey, I want, you know, my work and my life and I'm struggling and I'm overwhelmed and I, you know, I want to spend time with the kids, but I want to be at work. But, you know, I really want to grow up my business, but my health is sucking. And so they're kind of pulled everywhere and they want to try and get work-life balance. And I don't believe in it because it is hard work. There's always this guilt and regret. You know, guilty if I don't pursue this, uh, if guilty if I do pursue this thing, but regret if I don't. And so instead of work-life balance, I talk about life alignment about finding what is your life's work. So many people are running around busy. You know, their lives are full, but they're unfulfilled. And, you know, these people come wanting work-life balance, but what they're really seeking is fulfilment, that they finish every day feeling profitable, not just in their bank, but in their relationships, in their health, in their um, contribution to community. They want to feel fulfilled. They want to feel profitable.
0: Is that partially – some businesses, they take 60, 70 hours a week to do. Now, maybe they're not motivated, and that's why it's taking so much more time to maybe write their charts or, or whatever. And they have a desire to be with their family. But then other people, they really love what they're doing. And they, they're like, oh, my goodness, I spent 70 hours this week. It I felt like 30. Yeah. But the same issue, you know, your spouse is at home, your kids are at home, and you're not spending time with them. So – when we say work-life balance that's that's the question I always ask in the interviews is, is how do you, you achieve that and you're saying life alignment so do, do you find that a lot of clients end up having to change their jobs or is it you know through your book exercises to um, figure out what it is like you said what is your purpose and so that you can focus more on that but also realizing like hey works not everything you need to spend time with your spouse and your kids how does that kind of play out because I, I love Adjusting spines. I love you know being in the practice, but you know I'm mean, gonna spend time with my family. But for, I know some people they just they don't have the time or the desire. Well, what can we do?
1: Well, I, I, for me with my clients, I have a five step framework that I take them through, and it starts with purpose. It starts getting clear on what you know what's your mission, mm. what are you here for, you know why are you on planet Earth, and you know that's a big question. But you know if you're not sure, just make it up. You know, just... Because it can go in so, lots of directions. It kind of feels right. And so my, my book called Life CEO is, is about taking charge, doing your life's work, not your busy work, right? And so the whole concept of life CEO is like being the CEO of a company, but instead you're the CEO of a life. And if you think about a CEO of a company, they would start by going to the board saying, hey, board, why am I here? What's the purpose of the company? Where where am I, where am I guiding this company? Mm -hmm. And so the board would give the CEO some advice on where they want the company to head. Now, you can do that as an individual. You can go into your internal board and truly ask your internal board, you know, where I want my life to head. You could speak to mentors. You could speak to, you know, uh, your partner. But at the end of the day, it's about you connecting with your own internal board and saying, hey, where do I want my life to head? The CEO is going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. The CEO then goes, okay, got it. Then he goes to his departments within his company and says, okay, HR department, this is your mission to fulfill that purpose. Sales department, here's your mission to fulfill that purpose. Hey, um, product development, here's your mission. So each different aspect of the company has its own mission to fulfill the company purpose. And so when we look at someone's life, we look at their overall purpose and then we say, okay, let's look at your individual departments, your health department, your partner department, your friends department your business department your career department let's look at these departments and set them some missions Mm. that the real alignment with your purpose so that when you work on your relationship with your wife your business is getting better because they're they're both heading in the same direction so instead of feeling like you're pulled in all sorts of directions all your mission all your missions all your vehicles are pulling in the same direction so there's an ease Life's not easy, but there's an ease to life. So we start with that first. Then we say to our clients, "Cool, got it." So what are the plans? Like a CEO, he would sit down with his team and go, "Okay, so we need to make some plans. You know, like we're clear on our purpose, we're clear on what our missions are. Now let's make some plans. What are, what are our targets? What are our goals?" And then of course the third step, the third um, P for me is personality. You know, what's the culture? What's the ethos of the company? What's Mm -hmm. your own internal ethos? Who do you need to be? So often we focus on what we need to do. But first of all, let's start with who you need to be. What's the character? Who do you need to bring into your relationship? Who do you need to bring with your clients? Who do you need to bring when you're a business person? Because the person you are in business, and this is so important for your listeners, the person you are in business is not the same person when you're a chiropractor. When you're, when you're the doctor, that's a different person to a business owner. They're two different hats. Don't right. try and be a business person when you're adjusting a client, and don't try and be a chiropractor when you're doing business. They're two different missions. They have two different two different intentions, two different outcomes. Uh, and, and both of them need you to be a different person. Now that gets tricky for some people, they go, hang on, hang on. I just want to be me. No, no, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah? Yeah. So, and the way I describe it, and the best way I can describe it is we've got a, a Range Rover and it's got a one of those dials in it, right? And so when you start the car, it's in road mode. That's its default setting and does the job, you know, 70, 80, 90% of the time. But occasionally we go to the snow and we turn the dial to snow mode. It's still a Range Rover, but now it's different. It's got different characteristics suspension changes the acceleration the transmission the the car tweaks its character to suit the snow we go bush we're going down some hills we turn it to hill descent mode changes its character to suit going down hills but it's still a Range Rover and that's what i ask clients to start learning the skill of changing your character to the different mission that you're fulfilling at the time so you can be the best at that mission you're still you It's all you, but you're just bringing the best of you to that mission because who you are as a chiropractor, the kind of character you bring to your clients, hopefully is different to the character you bring when you're in bed with your wife at night time, but it's all you, right? Right. So um, the third step is helping people get clear on their character, who they need to be. And then after all that, because we can do all that in the chair, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually the world has to change. So the fourth step is then productivity. Let's actually do something now. But whatever we do is not busy work, it's productive work because it's driven by purpose, it's got some clear plans and we know who we need to be. So we bring the best of us to the situation. We bring the best of us to the task. And so instead of just kind of busy work, we're finding we're doing productive work. Not only is it fulfilling, but it's effective and it's efficient You know, I love the concept of compressing for quality. How is it I see a stack of patients in two days chiropractically and still manage to spend 70 or 80% of my energy um, from a a career point of view on coaching? It's because I compress for quality. I bring the best of me with some really clear set plans and and clear personality on who I need to be when I'm a chiropractor. So I'm productive. And because I'm productive, I don't end up broke. I end up with a profit. Not only just in the bank, but in my relationships and in my health. Productivity leads to profit. Busyness mm-hmm. leads to broke. That's true. Whew. Whoa.
0: okay. Shoo-ish. So I just let you go. I was just letting you go. Break you did. guys' train of thought, and then all of a sudden, man. All right. So I like how you said your mentor, you got to curate that, that plan. And I think your mentor and your spouse are people you should consult in that because – your mentor's going to probably have you set up business and chiropractic stuff, but your spouse is going to have probably a different viewpoint. They may want you home for dinner and need you to be there for soccer games. And so if you don't consult the other, uh, there's a good chance you might miss it. Yeah. Some coaches are like, no, I'm a business coach. I'm not really a life coach. And then your ethos. I like that because maybe we're not who we want to be right now. Like I want to be someone who can treat 50 people a day. But you're only seeing 15 you got some work to do you haven't been treating your spouse very well you're on the brink of a meltdown every time you go home you're not where you need to be and so that needs to be part of the plan the action steps of maybe you need to get some counseling maybe you need to go to uh you know do some workbooks together to to recover that just like with the business you're gonna have to have a marketing plan a strategy plan you're gonna have to figure that out maybe you need to bring on an associate maybe you're at that point you've hit all that you can do personally and you're scared for some reason to, to jump into that next pool, but you got to do it. And I'd also like – I like to say I'm a checklist person, but I'm really not. But like one days, I'm just like, okay, I've got a limited amount of time. Then I'll have a checklist. And it's amazing. You will fill the time with how much you allow yourself. Like I can get something done, and it's just one of those things like for me personally, I should do checklists more often because I know I'll be more productive. And I won't let something slip through the cracks. And that paper can just be, all right, I did seven of the ten. The big thing that needed to be done, that really productive thing, might have just been procrastinated on that day because it takes so much mental energy. So you just did the busy work that, quote, still needs to get done. Like with the podcast, I still got to write the post. I still got to design it. I still got to put it all together. Sometimes that becomes a labor. Mm. And other days, I'm like, no, I'm really jazzed up, and I need to do it. I just want to do it. And it makes yeah. a big difference in like how you see things and do things.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so – one of the chapters in your book, I like the title, so that's why I got to ask about it. A designer diary. Yeah. What is that about?
1: So powerful. So I've got a stack, and your your guys can't see them, but I got a stack of these journals. They're, they're just like they're just empty journals, full of lines, right? But I got a stack of them. So any seminar I go to, any any book I read, any podcast I listen to, I grab this out with a pen, and I just make some notes. And there's been a number of times throughout my life that, uh, and Coach CJ introduced me to this, I, I stop and go, where do I want my life to be in 10 years?
0: Mm.
1: So the designer diary is where you, you pause for a second and you just pretend that you got your act together. You pretend you were totally on purpose, you pretend you, you created the best of plans and that you became the best version of you in all circumstances and took massive action. And you did that for 10 years, and you're climbing into bed 10 years from now, and you're writing in your diary, wow, what a day. This was just the best day. And then you just detail it. Like, what is, what's this day look like in 10 years from now if you've done everything the way you truly, truly wanted to do it? Not what you should do, but what you really want to do. That's a lot of future casting right there. That's a lot of future casting. And the cool thing about 10 years is it comes around bloody quick, Right. But it's also a long way away. You could be anywhere in 10 years. I mean, look at you. I mean, amazing journey, right?
0: This was not in the plans. 10 yeah. years I was supposed to be seeing, you know, I was supposed to have my own clinic, 300 a week, just living the dream, man. I had no idea what I was going to be in China, working in a hospital, doing this whole thing. I yeah. mean, crazy.
1: Yeah. So you could be anywhere, right? And so this, this story is not a goal. So don't carve it in stone. Don't write it in blood. It's just like... Where do you want to be in 10 years from now? And the reason I get clients to do it is I want them to, at some point down the track, I get them to reflect on this diary note and I say, what's the moral of the story? You know, if you read that diary note, if you read that person's story, what's the moral of it? What's underneath it? What's important to this person? It's like when you read a book, you know, and a, and a mate says, oh, mate, how was the book? Well, you know, what was it all about? Well, they don't want a full, you know, thing. They just... <laughs> Mate, it's a good book. It's kind of about, you know, not procrastinating as much and, and doing the simple things in life's important. That's yeah. the book, right? So you look at this diary note and you kind of start to understand what's truly important to you. And I've had clients do it and I had a lady last week come to me and she said, you know, I just gotta tell you that that diary note was profound. And this is the first one of the first things I often do with clients. And she's gone, like just that diary note? I'm done. I got my value We can think it. <laughs> She said, I couldn't believe what I wrote. She said, I sat down and and this thing kept coming up and I kept resisting writing it. And eventually she said, I I just wrote it. And she said, I just, it it just feels so right to me what I've written in there. And But there was a voice somewhere saying, you shouldn't write that. You shouldn't write that. But she said, when I look at it, it makes me want to cry. It's so beautiful. And she said, I know it's possible. And we
0: listen to that voice way too often.
1: Yeah. And it's sometimes our own voice, you shouldn't, shouldn't, or it's our partner. You know, that's why we need to be careful of listening to our partners or listening to our parents or listening to the, the minister at the church or listening to our boss or listening to our work colleagues because sometimes they should on us. Yeah. You should lose weight. You should exercise more. You should make more money. You should see more clients. Maybe you don't truly, really, really, really yeah. want to. You should not be. Yes. You're not da, 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 da. Yeah. So it's it's really getting to know what you really want, which is tricky, right? Because when we, when we truly put out what we really want, there's a voice inside that sometimes says, man, are you good enough? Have you got what it takes? Because mm-hmm. like you had a bit of a crack two years ago and it didn't work out. So do you really want to do that again? And we go, oh, maybe not. So I'll just drift. Let the world take me. Well, And whose voice?
0: Well, the most successful chiropractors I know are doing sports and they're doing golf and they're doing blah. And you're like, wait, actually, I, I don't like golf. I don't even like athletes. They're so, blah. okay. Well, now what do I do? Like my entire, you know, I'm not saying me, but yeah. your entire view of what was success is, is, gone or I was supposed to see 500 a week, but these guys are doing only 150 and they're making a lot of money. What? So all of a sudden you have to change with your, your whole viewpoint. And that's hard sometimes because you're like, you might have had this idealistic thing for years. Yeah, and you're struggling, and then you finally realize that you don't have to be that, and you shut it off. Yes, and like I said, you gotta get. Sometimes you gotta hire the right mentor. Once you realize that too, like, cause I don't know what to do now. What do I do? What do I do? Next step.
1: And mentors too, in, in all the different missions. You know, if you yes, if you see someone that's doing awesome relationships, tap them on the shoulder, and say, "Man, can we have a coffee?" Like, I just look at you and your wife, and it just seems like there's a real cool energy, and I'd love just to pick your brain. Mm-hmm. That's not weird, right? And you see someone that's got a, a great body and they're, you know, kind of your age, you think, man, he's really looking after himself. Tap him or her on the shoulder and say, man, can we, can we grab a coffee and tell me, you know, not just what are you doing. This is really important. Ask them who they're being. Ooh. Who do you be to be fit? And an even better question than that is why, why be fit? Why do you do fitness? Get clear on what their purpose is because you want to check to see, is there a purpose alignment with yours? Because they might be fit because they go, man, because for me, you know, being fit and having a body like this means I'm successful. And if I, if I keep my body like this, then I'm successful and people will respect me and people will love me and that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you might look at that and go, mm, I get it, but maybe that's not a fit for my purpose, right? Right. And then you can see why they've got a body like that, but maybe you haven't got a body like you've got. Because you can see how driven they would be if they are quite great body to successful.
0: Yeah, imagine if they put that energy into something else.
1: Which they could. And if it works for them, great. If that's totally all good, right? But you just got to check, you know, what is their purpose? That's a great question to ask. Why do you do it? And then, of course, for a long while, you know, who do you be? What kind of character do you bring to fitness? Oh, discipline, focus, determination, persistence, uh, courage. Uh, I bring a sense of uh, working hard. You know, I embrace the pain. These are kind of the character traits they bring. And you can pull those
0: character traits. You don't have to – I don't have to go all in on what they're saying, but boy, I can get a lot out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know what's funny? A lot of people want to share. Like when you go to talk to students, you feel good afterwards. So you don't always have to like find someone who's like, well, that's going to be – I got to charge you for my time or whatever. Like a lot of people are just like, I just want to share it because it's such a passion of mine. My goodness, somebody noticed. Yeah. I would love to tell you. How to have a better relationship with your spouse. I've I worked so hard on this, and nobody ever asks. Yeah.
1: But let's go have yeah. dinner. Yeah. As long as I haven't got a wife that's in the background saying, stop giving your advice for free. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start listening to that voice too.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, one more fun chapter, and then I'll, I'll go into some of the – I guess some of the more standard questions I have to, to round this thing out. But the triune uh, of tone. Total. Can I use three tones on that one? I'm not sure, but Yeah. So look that?
1: Um, that comes back to character, right? And and knowing that you can choose who you be. If we believe that everything is a choice and that you are responsible for your life, you're responsible for everything that happens to you. Yeah. It gets scary, right? Can be. But it's exciting. Because a lot of people don't want to be responsible. Because they, they equate responsibility with fault and blame. No, not not the same thing. Totally different. If I, if, I, if I was crossing the road and I got hit by a car, I am responsible. Now, it's not my fault. I'm not to blame, but I am responsible. That is, I can choose how I'm going to respond to getting hit. I can get bitter. I could sue the guy. I can spend years in court. I could whinge and moan about my sore leg, that's years later from you know the fact it broken. Uh, I could I could use that as an excuse not to perform. Uh, I could get miserable and dark about it. That's one choice. That's that's one being response able. Or another response able is, man, you know stuff happens. The guy didn't mean it. Uh, I did step out off the curve. Uh, curve. Whilst I'm not to blame, it's not my fault. I'm going to choose a better response. I am not gonna I'm gonna move on, get on with my life and get going. Because all that bitterness and carry on doesn't serve me at all. You are responsible. And that's so cool because if you're not responsible, then you can't be responsible for fixing it. If whatever situation your listeners are in right now, if, if they're not responsible for it, if they're blaming someone else outside of them, then they're effed for good. Because there's always gonna be someone outside of them. Always. Yeah. But if you say, I'm here because of me, ooh, yes, I'm here because of me, you can be the one to cause the change. Yeah. So triune of tone really says you can you can control who you be at any moment. No one makes you angry. You choose to be angry. No one makes you happy. You choose to be happy. So triune of tone basically says there's three factors that will determine your state. It's what you focus on, where you put your attention it's your language that you use, the internal language, and also the, the language that comes out of your mouth. And thirdly, it's your physiology. It's it's how you hold your body. And that's why, you know, we as chiropractors see such dramatic changes in our clients because we improve their physiology, their state improves, their, their mindset improves, their character improves. Jordan Peterson, I don't know whether you've seen any of his work, he's just written The 12 Laws of Life or something like that. Do you know what I'm okay. talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. Peterson, yeah. Not Chapter number one is, that's the number one chapter in the entire book is stand up straight. <laughs> that's what the chapter's called, stand up straight, right? That's his number one rule of having a great life. So physiology, how you hold yourself is so important. And not just physiology uh, from a, a structural point of view, but chemically as well. So in my coaching practice, uh, I run a workshop called Body Lab. So these are clients that are coming to make more money in their business. These are clients that are coming to have better relationships. Um, And and I get them to come to a workshop that teaches them how to improve their body chemistry. Because I know if I improve their chemistry, they're going to have better control of their mindset. Mm. So physiology. So those three things. Focus, where you put your attention, the language you use, the questions you ask yourself. You know, questions like, why does my life just suck? Not great language, right? Versus what could be great about today? Quality question. Yeah. So simply simple language, right, can alter your state. And then lastly, physiology. Those three things are always within your control, and those three things will determine your state. Surrounding those three is a fourth thing, which is environment. So many people want to blame environment for their state. People they hang out with the past they're living in, the practice they're in. You know, how can I be happy living, working in this practice? Well, environment does support performance. So, I mean, you can see my study behind me here. I just yeah. love it, right? It's just yeah. it's just a beautiful space. Uh, you know, I've got family pictures up and trophies and, you know, just a beautiful spot for me to sit. I love being here. And I get up in the morning early and I come in here and it's like, ah, this is cool. Yeah. Environment supports my state, but I could get up and start my morning in a great way too. Just you know, you know, I was going to say dunny, but you don't know what a dunny is in the toilet.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: You know, just oh. I could I could put my computer in there and, and just do it in there. And I'd still I could still choose to be amazing and awesome, right? Yeah. Environment supports state, but doesn't dictate your state. So stop blaming environment. Yes, if you can create a great environment, do that, but. Truly, your state is under your control. Focus, f- uh, physiology, and language.
0: Well, they say answer the phone with a smile. Yes. Because psychology shows like if the, the person on the other end is like, oh, they sound like they're happy and it's just from faking it. It still yeah. works.
1: So I'd love your, your listeners to, get, to ask themselves, they can't see me, right? But how, how do they think, if, if they were to picture me, what would they picture me be like? How am I moving my body? Am I sitting or am I standing up, you know, just listening to me come through? What do they think? Right? In three seconds, I'm going to tell them three, two, one, I'm standing. I always do my podcast interview standing. I always do my phone call standing. I never answer the phone sitting down. I never answer. I never call anyone sitting because I know that my communication, 54% of my communication is comes through physiology. So if I sit, then the, the amount of character that I can put through changes. Yeah?
0: Yeah, that's true. So
1: physiology is so important. But I, I never communicate with someone sitting down.
0: I really like that because you can get so much more energy. You know. Yeah. I would talk with my hands. My, I shift my weight a lot. It's an accurate statement, I think. I've read about it, and it's fun to see when people actually do it. So yeah.
1: You know? So, you know, for practitioners – Stop sitting down with your clients and interview huh. them. Do it standing. Really? Put, raise, your, raise your adjusting table and sit just perched on the edge of the adjusting table. Um, stop doing the, the bloody doctor consult thing.
0: <laughs> you know? Are you saying I'm not supposed to sit knee to knee in a yeah. heart-to-heart conversation about how their degeneration is yeah. causing their pains? Let them feel the energy.
1: You know, communicate with them. Um, have them move around the room. We know we're going to move people's states if we start to get them to move. If they're in some kind of state, if they're in a shitty state, sitting opposite you going, man, this guy, he's trying to sell me something. I just wanted to get a crack. You know, can't he just crack it and, you know, just do the quick fix and get me out of here? Get them up. Get them out of their chair. Take them over to a poster or, you know, You can see their body language in there too. Get them to shift, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, state changes with physiology. And you
0: know, one of those things like uh, when a patient doesn't pay you and you're angry and it's been three months, they don't know, they don't remember, and they don't care. Just like if you're bitter about your ex-wife or whatever, they don't know that and they don't care either. So you're allowing someone else to change you on a regular basis that doesn't even think about you anymore. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) but
1: yeah. And if you're doing that change it right and i know billing's different in the us so i'm going to give you my bit of practice management stuff and it's, okay. it, i know billing's different everywhere don't have accounts I, i've never had an account does that mean a balance yeah everyone pays On wow. the most expensive chiropractor everyone pays in fact my clients they pay up front they prepay right now a few years ago Uh, Before we totally introduced prepay, people would pay at the time of visit, and that was non-negotiable. But you'd get one or two that would come and go, oh, man, oh, I haven't got my wallet. What do I do? Yeah. And and we'd go, oh, you know, and everyone would feel awkward because we don't have accounts, right? Right. So we'd go, oh, okay, look, just next time you're in, make sure you fix this up, you know, all good, okay. And they'd come in next time, oh, I haven't got my wallet. We get oh. even weirder, right? <laughs> and so we would then, on the, if, they, if they came in again and didn't pay, they'd be taken aside. I'd have a big conversation with them about it. Or sometimes, randomly, they never came back, right? Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, we've got, like, a person that owes us some money. The girls <laughs> would call them let them know. And if they didn't come in at Christmas, I would send them a card saying, hey, I paid your Bill. Merry Christmas. Ah. Oh. Don't have to to it. Like put better systems in place so no one owes you money. And if you screw it up and they do end up owing you money, let them off the hook. Don't keep trying to chase it. Yeah, It's such a waste of energy. You know, like that that amount of energy, if you put that amount of energy into getting another client, way better return.
0: And like I said, we're talking one or two visits. We're not talking they came 10 times and then they – Finally you're gonna backbill them for like all these visits that the insurance yeah. didn't cover or whatever. And it does help with compliance. I know some states here you can do prepay, some you can't. And then there's you know, there's different ways to do prepay to where you like auto debit or it doesn't have to I think it has a negative connotation. Prepay doesn't have to mean you, you charge them five grand for uh, unlimited visits for a year. It doesn't yeah. have to mean that. It could just mean I know and you know that you need six visits. If you pay it now, I'll give you. Usually, I'll give you a little discount for those for prepaying it. You don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about it. And you're on the books scheduled, so you actually will follow through with care, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's kind of nice. People love
1: it. You know, do them a favor, and (laughs) get the money out of the way up front. Uh, My wife took a week off. It was late last year. Uh, She manages my front desk, so she's on when 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 I'm doing care. She took a week off, and I said, oh, who's going to cover? She said, no one. You're going to be fine. I go, hey, yeah, yeah. She goes, no, against. I said, I'll take you through it. He said, prepaid, 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 auto payment, auto payment. There's one there that pays on at the time, and there's one there that pays at the time. The rest, they'll just come in, adjust them, and they'll go. They've all got their appointments made in advance. That's cool, right? Yeah, so That creates work-life balance. That creates life alignment. That allows you to do your life's work.
0: Absolutely. Hey, before we, before we let you go because this is – we just talked about that. That's kind of cool. Are there Anything you do, one or two things that you do for marketing to try to get your name out there and, and get new patients or potentially like mentoring clients? Yeah. That's been effective, I should say.
1: <laughs> I think um, – look, I, I, I do social media and uh, that's been useful. Probably the most useful thing I do is I run my workshops, so my in-house workshops. I have four of them. I run them for my coaching clients. Uh, two of the workshops my chiropractic clients uh, come to. Uh, they're paid workshops, so they have to pay for them to come.
0: And these are already clients
1: usually? Or... Uh, no, these are chiropractic clients. When they first start, uh, as part of their care, uh, I run a workshop called Body Lab, the one I mentioned, how to get their body chemistry right, and I run another workshop called Mind Lab, how to get their mindset right. Reduce stress and tension. Both of them are, are, are pitched because um, I want you to reduce your inflammation. Stress right. and anxiety, more inflammation, crappy diet, more inflammation. It's going to make my job harder. Let's get you to these two workshops. Uh, so they pay for those workshops to attend. So if you've, got, if you've got clients out there listening, you know, don't do your workshops for free because then they're worthless.
0: Mm. A lot of them do that new patient lecture slash sales pitch slash. It's one of them,
1: But have them pay for it. But make sure it's incredible quality content that they leave truly inspired to make a change in their life, that they leave with useful tools um, and that it's full of quality content.
0: I've heard you can make it interactive where you actually maybe you actually teach them a couple of little stretches or something so they actually feel like they've got something out of this, not just you know some chiropractic lecture, above down inside out type of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk, yeah. Make it make it huge value. So, I, I, I believe they're incredible. I had one last night, and it's called Body Lab. And when when they come along, though, I say, hey, if you've got a partner or someone that's important in your life that can support you when you care, if you've got someone, I'll extend extend them a free ticket. So they come along, and they get a taste of the practice. They get a taste of me, and they get to see: Do I like this guy? Do I do I connect with him? And and if they do, they're going to want to hang out. And so the next step for them is either one or two things. If they're a potential pyro client, they'll say, hey, can I get my spine checked? Or if they're a coaching client, they'll say, hey, you know, can I come and you know have a coaching session with you? So I, I reckon workshops are my best place. And you, you get qualified leads as well.
0: Yeah. And is it every week or twice
1: a month? Uh, I run about every three to four weeks, I run a workshop of some kind.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, we're running short of time, so I'm going to do two questions. We're talking about our spouse and significant other a good amount. What is it something that you do so that you guys can keep the love alive and make sure that that part of your life is
1: A-OK? Yeah. So uh,
0: Especially since the, you work together.
1: Yeah, the do, right? The, the do is we might always make time for each other for a special date. So we, we've done date night. We've been married. Don't tell up.
0: 20-something years, y'all. That's 20-something it. 20-something plus years. Yeah, yeah. that's enough. See, <laughs>
1: 26, right? We've been going out 30 years. I used to pick Michelle up from from high school when she was 7, 8. So we've been hanging out 30 years. Uh, so we still do date night. She does pretty well at it, given she's a mum with three kids. They're now you know, teenagers. She does pretty well at it, but I reckon I do awesome at it, and that is make her my most important thing. Uh, she knows that she is more important to me than the kids. And that's not for everyone, but... I just want her to know that she's the most important thing and that, that our time together is one of my highest values. So and That's a
0: weird thing for a lot of people to say. You're more important than the kids. Yeah. It's a, and I, I agree with you. That's hard for a lot of people to say because like, you're not supposed to say that. Like, yeah. No, the kids are going to be gone in 20 years yeah. or less. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I know. And, and often the kids are gone and then so is the relationship. Hmm. I would say that we always make time for each other. We make time for date night. Uh, I make her a priority. She does pretty bloody well at making me a priority given she's the mum, right? And right. I think there is a different thing there. And the third thing is uh, if you're not growing together, you're growing apart. So we do stuff together. So we do stuff that causes us to grow as individuals, but we do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah? If you're not growing with your partner, you're growing apart from your partner. Um, mean, like,
0: kayaking, learn to kayak together, that, reading books together? Know, we go to seminars,
1: we go to them together. Mm. You know, the, you know the, the amount of seminars I attend in the old days, and I'd see chiropractors there, and their, their spouse is not there. Uh, and you and I, these seminars that you and I go to, mate, like, there's so much personal development in there. Yeah. You know, it's not about frigging facet joints and funny, <laughs> you know, those conversations. It's like right. saving the world conversations, right?
0: Um, yeah.
1: You want your partner there
0: for that? When I went, I just got back from a, a Ford KC, and I was like, JJ, you're coming with me. I was like, there's so much good information here. It's work, you know, she's English second language, so there's going to be some concepts that you don't know, things that we don't deal with at the hospital that I really want you to be a part of because it's going to be helpful later on in, the, in, the, in our practice. Plus, you get to meet all these different kinds of people. And, you know, at one point, she's like, hey, I need to tap out. I'm uh, <laughs> I need like an hour or two just by myself in the yeah. middle of the seminar and I was like that's fine like yeah. you don't have to get your CE's like go recharge yeah. come back and she was super excited about it and now when we talk it's like hey remember when remember yeah. that and it's and she went to a different class than I did so we got double the 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 value of it if you will yeah. it was huge it's huge yeah it, not used often
1: yeah grow together
0: yeah because you bring your staff sometimes. Yeah. What's another $99 yeah. to bring your spouse? Yeah. If you can. I mean, sometimes you have three kids. Like, what are you
1: supposed to do? But... Yeah. Get them Ooh. I don't know. Because w- what's most important? That's what's true. What's most important? And you, grandma. I, I just love, you know, but I'll talk personally right now. You know, I just love that when my, my kids walked in this morning, my 17-year-old daughter, my 19-year-old's over in the UK at the moment doing a gap year, my 17-year-old daughter and my 15-year-old son I got up and I cooked them brekkie this morning, left it out for them, climbed back into bed with my wife, and we were just sitting up be- in bed having a cup of tea together. And my kids walk in and they find us cuddling, you know, been together 30 years and we're snuggled up together having a conversation, having a cup of tea. That's what I want my kids to learn, that relationships are like 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah. I want, to, I want my kids to see my, me holding my wife's hand. That's you know, fantastic. I want to, I want them to see me taking her out. I want them to see me saying, no, kids, you're staying home. I'm just going out with mum." Because wouldn't we want that for our kids? I'm thinking so. I'm
0: thinking I haven't had kids yet. I'm about to have a kid. And that's the type of dad that I've been wanting to be. And that takes a lot of effort. But I want my kid to know that they're important, how to have healthy relationships. They see this at home. This is kind of normal. You know, the way we treat our daughters as a husband, as a father is huge for the way they develop and
1: yeah.
0: have relationships in the future. Like, I want that to be healthy.
1: Yeah. Super important, I'll make the distinction. This is a mentoring conversation that we're having right now. So this is an opinion-based conversation. There are people who have a model that says, no, the kids are the most important. That's awesome too. Yeah. yeah. That's, for your thing. that's, that's yeah. a perfect fit for your, for your purpose and your mission in life. Awesome. You will have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Just yeah. Just my purpose and mission is different. Yeah. That's right. Just with respect, you know, to people that might be listening.
0: That's true. That's a good point. That's a good caveat right there.
1: Yeah.
0: Last fun question, and you can go as much as you want into this one. A lot of us have an addiction to our phones, whether that's healthy or not, that's another topic. But a lot of us have apps besides social media. If you have a favorite one, let us know what that is. And any favorite books, podcasts, blogs that have influenced you that you secretly love and something that you think everybody should definitely check out.
1: Mmm, good. Uh, a new app that I've just got is Bonjoro. Okay, B O N J O R O, and what it, what it does is you can link it with your CRM system, and that whenever anyone enters your CRM, so for me, particularly with my coaching, when uh, you know someone downloads my free you know uh, book chapter,
0: uh-huh.
1: and this has come on since you downloaded the chapter, it, it sends a notification into Bonjoro, and you just literally uh, open the app. And it's got the, the guy's email address. You click on it, and then it just you just do a quick recording. Hey, uh, hey, Justin. So looking forward to catching up with you. And I hope you enjoyed the uh, you know the download and blah 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 blah. Uh, boom. Have an amazing one. If I can help out, you know, reach out anytime any time. Cheers, Ben. And Whoa. it sends a video right to email straight to them. That's done. amazing. So soon as soon someone soon as someone gets any gets any connection with you. Literally within minutes, they've got a ping video back with you saying, hey, and their name. How good is that? So when you sign up for Bonjoro, because someone told me about it, when you sign up for it, you sign up, and then I'm sitting on my computer going, yeah, this is going to be cool. Email comes through. Hey, Ben, it's Ellie. Just wanted to say well done for signing up for Bonjoro. I go, man, this is so good. (laughs) I'm in. Does this
0: work for like MailChimp and those types of companies too, or do you have to have like Infusionsoft level?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, You could probably use Zapier. Oh. Zapier? Zapier? Zapier.
0: Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, that's true.
1: So yeah, probably that. Sweet. Um, That's probably one of the big ones. And then Zoom. That's probably the other one I've got on my phone that I use for coaching clients. It's like Skype, but uh, it's got the meeting room stuff, which is kind of, I reckon, a little bit cooler. And you can record your conversations. And you can do it on uh, your phone as well, apparently. And you do you it on said. your phone as well. So that's super good. Uh,
0: books. Life CEO. Life sure.
1: no. Yeah.
0: I mean, number one in your heart.
1: Oh, I, love, I love Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. In all of his books. Just good. He would be my go-to author for um, some cool stuff. I love Bill Bryson's um, A Short History of Nearly Everything. Really good. So, it, it, you know, it's kind of just beautifully written. If you're an evolutionist, you'll kind of love it because that's kind of where it comes from. It's that, you know, evolution of time. So that's a great book. One last one. I would probably say um, the one called The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller. Really simple, easy book, and it's about doing the most important thing. You know, he talks about something like before 1940, the word priorities did not exist. Oh, it was singular? It was priority. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow we managed to get priorities. And so we got mm. all these priorities. Just so busy. Busy, busy, busy. Having a priority. That's cool.
0: I'm so glad you gave names in books that aren't always said. Like if I have to hear, oh, how to win, influence people. No offense, everyone. Yeah. But that book, get creative. Find a new one that uh, has shaped your life. But I guess if it's real, it's real. But there's so many good books that I know that I've read. And I'm just like, wait, what was it called? That's the problem. I'm like, what was that hard that book that I read that really had that one chapter? And then you kind of file it away, and then it's, it's filed too far.
1: <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> Forget. Yeah. And my other my other tip around books is buy the book. Buy the book. Yes. Look, if you if you like reading it on ebook etc. Buy the book and the ebook. Like when you buy it from Amazon, it says, hey, do you want the ebook as well for two bucks okay. or something? Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got just bookshelves and bookshelves worth of books. And I wouldn't have been able to do that with you if I hadn't been able to just kind of wander over there and just have a look at my bookshelf and just see what jumped out at me. Yeah. And there's times when I'll just come and sit in the study and I'll look up at my shelf and I'll just pull a book out and have a flip through it. And there's something, you know, I'm not into the woo-woo, right? But there's right. something about having books.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you this. I used to... And I quit, and it's one of those things like you just kind of get lazy and you stop. I used to kind of take notes, like, what's the main, main highlights? Yeah. Or I'd photocopy, like, oh, this page was awesome. So I just photocopy that page, and I have like three inch binders of that type of stuff, of seminars. That's cool. And I didn't throw those away. Like, I I gave away my books last summer, you know, all those books you'd never read again. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of traveling with all this stuff. I'm yeah. traveling. I don't have a permanent home, so I just tend to – so I was like, let me just donate these and help somebody else out. But I'm just thinking podcast ideas. Oh, man, I got so many old chiropractic seminar notes and stuff from this book. It doesn't help me at this moment, but like maybe next year. That's a lot of podcast episodes of motivational stuff and things that you can learn. And and you were mentioning that earlier with, with – uh, you just mentioned it earlier as well. Yeah. Uh, it's huge. It just takes that little extra effort, and you'll be able to reap it. 10 years later absolutely
1: yeah uh and keep them you know you often go to seminars and they give you a little booklet or something when you go don't write in that booklet get take your take your book take your your, your collection right and just you know like just, and, and i love these red Spirax because they're hard-backed you know oh yeah just and keep 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 them all in the same place
0: well how can people reach you contact you and all of that
1: Okay, best place to get me is drbencarvosso.com. And if that's too hard to remember, just go to lifeceo.com. Lifeceo will take you to my book page uh, on my website. Uh, It's got all my content. There's some cool stuff on there. They can download a three-part free uh, video series. Awesome. It's kind of just a helicopter ride around some of my coaching stuff that I do super cool is a scorecard. It's called the Life CEO Scorecard where you can kind of just answer a heap of questions and it gives you a score about how well you're doing in the different aspects of purpose, plans, personality, uh, productivity and profit. Super cool. Uh, So the Life CEO Scorecard, that's there for free as well. Uh, And then they can download a chunk, like first 40 or so pages of my book, which is kind of gives you the the gist of it uh, without having to buy the whole book. And if you're feeling super wealthy, you can go to Amazon and for $3, buy the ebook. And if you're feeling like mega wealthy, then you can actually buy the hardback like I recommend or the, the real version uh, for, I don't know what it is, 20 bucks or something.
0: LifeCEO.com. And spell your last name if they're at the gym.
1: So Dr. Ben Carvoso, C-A-R-V-O-S-S-O.com. Yeah. And man, email me. Like, you know, I would just love to hear from some of your listeners. Don't buy any of my stuff. Don't, you know, don't even download stuff. Just spit me an email and just say, hey, you know, it was good to hear on the podcast and I love this or, you know, I heard about this or, hey, what do you think about this? So I answer all my emails personally. So, I mean, I'd love to hear from your listeners.
0: Fantastic. Dr. Ben, you really brought it today. I really appreciate your time and I definitely hope you get a little more email list and maybe a couple book sales at the same time.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Justin. Awesome
0: did you know i am offering a cupping 101 online class you know i've been in china for a while i've got a class set up with some tcm docs who do cupping we'll show you the glass kind and the suction kind you can find more information at a doctor's perspective.net slash cupping right now we have a pre-sale price so you're going to save a good chunk of cash by signing up early. Just put your email. You'll get notified when the class goes live. Also, as always, the No Needle Acupuncture book. You can get four chapters, anxiety, low back, insomnia, and headaches. It's got pictures, how to find the points, and of course, all with no needles. Just go to doctorsperspective.net slash protocol. as in needless acupuncture. We had great results the other day from a lady who uh, couldn't do a lunge because of knee pain. Now, Knee pain is not an issue. So excited to hear that. Also, the first book, Today's Choice is Tomorrow's Health. A lot of people are looking for a magic bullet. This ain't it. This is saying, hey, look, if you can do small things daily, you will see results. And I'll I'll give you the blueprints that I use to create an exercise routine, cardio routine, get my nutrition in order, and actually get your finances in order too because that's a big stress in life. And, of course, it talks a little bit about chiropractic. So, um, hope you check that out on the uh, website under the resources tab uh, these are my affiliate links that helps out support the show uh, blueberry hosting uh, set for said they've got the power bands and, uh, and they're really really resistant really good to stretch those joints mentor box you can get subscription to watch the author talk about the book so that you don't have to spend the time reading it uh, it also comes with workbooks and things like that it's really quite cool primal health and nutrition you can save 10% by going through my link and using the code primaldoc uh, it's bone broth adheres to the autoimmune protocols and a specific carbohydrate diet gluten-free non-gmo no sugar dairy-free all those types of cool things as well as click funnels if you f- sign up through that or pick up a book from him through my links it helps out a little bit and then of course everybody's favorite amazon you can sign up for different things like prime fresh or music through our links and of course any of the show notes when you have books mentioned uh, if you follow the link through my site that'll help out as well well that is it go on ahead and leave us a five star review thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week we just went hashtag behind the curtain and this episode has come to an end i hope you got the right dose for your optimal life please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclare, giving you a doctor's perspective.